Most of us who grew up with technology are already in the boat of being pessimistic regarding it being the path to a more beautiful world. Lately, it seems like it's always a balance of how much privacy and attention do I sacrifice in order to have access to these tools that amplify my voice. Now with the buzz of cryptocurrencies and blockchain starting to bubble up everywhere, these feelings of being fleeced by fancy tech started creeping in again. I decided it was time to step outside my comfort zone, see if this whole blockchain thing is real and why. Recently, I caught up with Chris Bennett, the blockchain beard guy, the founders meeting for the Blockchain Training Alliance, asked him what his take is on the practical future of a decentralized internet. My name is Luke Thomas, and this is Blocktrain. All right, so I'm here with uh, Chris Bennett, the blockchain beard guy, and I'm just going to ask him three questions about uh, blockchain. You may have heard of blockchain before and had a couple questions and where to start. And I'm kind of in the same block. I'm trying to uh, learn as much about it as I possibly can right now. And Chris uh, is in a blockchain evangelist. And it, it appears that part of his mission is to uh, get the understanding of what this technology can do into the minds of everyday people so that we can, we can really get it out there and, uh, and, and be the change that, that we're wanting to see. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris, can you tell us just a little bit about your background? Yeah, um, so I've been in custom software development and consultancy, uh, mostly in the Denver metro area for the past 20 years. Um, got into blockchain about a year ago, I was tasked by my company to look into it as kind of an emerging technology that we might want to look at. And um, boy, if you've spent any time in blockchain, I think everybody tells the same story. It was the red pill, right? So once I learned what blockchain was about, I just I could never see the world the same way again. <laughs> and uh, so I've just been on this mission to, to go out, educate people about blockchain. There's so many non-technical people that are interested in it and kind of have some crazy fears in their head that they can't program or they're not technical or they didn't come from that background. So I'm just all about showing that blockchain is for everybody. And if you want to dig in, you know, some of the best technical people people who didn't come from that background formally. Excellent, excellent. So uh, I think some of, the, some of the questions people might have is, uh, um, so we hear blockchain, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the world, right? <laughs> and, and, that, and that's pretty, uh, that's kind of a, a big concept to wrap your head around. If you had to kind of bullet it down, you know, what do you think the biggest benefit of blockchain is going to be for the everyday man in the future? Oh, all right, I'm going to give you kind of a long answer That's here. All right. But uh, if, if we look back, you know, so blockchain is kind of also referred to as Web 3.0. So if we look back, Web 1.0, just being the first internet that we had before social media, kind of what we were seeing in the late 90s, early 2000s, and that was the democratization of distribution, right? So before the internet, if I wanted to distribute my writing or my music or my thoughts, I had to find a publishing company or, or some central authority to push those out. Um, so Web 1.0, I could have a, a one-way dialogue. I could shout at anybody on the planet. Uh, then Web 2.0 comes along, social media, 2008, 2009, really start seeing it taking off. And Web 2.0 is about the democratization of access, right? So all of a sudden, if, if I'm on Twitter and Snoop Dogg says something and I want to respond to him, I, I can respond directly to him. You know, it doesn't mean that he's going to say anything back, but that, that was kind of access that no one ever had before. Mm -hmm. So Web 2.0 makes every human being on the planet accessible and you're able to converse with them. 
And so Web 3.0 is going to be this web of transactions, the democratization of money and capital. Um, so like where we've seen in Web 1 and 2, it was regular people assuming the powers that the big central authorities used to have. That's what I think we're going to see with Web 3.0. So your, your everyday average person is going to have the same kind of uh, financial tools available to them that Bank of America does. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I, I worked on a project uh, last year called the Two Year Project, which was a, a P2P payments application, and it basically was just allowed you to provide loans to your friends and family with a repayment plan option. And uh, we based the whole monetization was off of gratitude and sending people gift cards for helping you out. When I started to learn about blockchain technology and the way the crypto worked, I, I realized that the concept, some of the concepts were similar and that it was just really taken to the whole next level to allow this type of transaction process happen with everybody in the world and everything we do. Uh, yeah, and I think it's amazing. Yeah, and you know, just just like Web 1.0 and 2.0, you know, drop those costs mm -hmm. to do that to bring everybody in to make it almost free. Um, you know, we're gonna see the same with Web 3.0. So there are 2.8 billion people in the world right now without access to banking services, but 60% of them already have a cell phone. Right, right. You know, so the the, the first people who start to realize that there's a billion new customers on the planet that they can reach that they've never been able to reach before. <laughs> All right. All right. It's the underbanked is just, just sitting there waiting for technology to help them, right? Yeah. Uh, companies like M-Pesa, you know, who have uh, created services in India and other countries where through text you can, do, you can purchase anything. You could purchase, you know, service for your solar panel on your hut in the middle of nowhere through a text message. And it's incredible. Yeah, you know, one of the, the coolest things, I uh, have been volunteering some of my time to a young man named Minachi over in Nigeria who's mm -hmm. working on a product called Intrupay. Mm -hmm. um, and he started up the company because he's, he's just really pissed at Western Union. Um, <laughs> you know, it's an electronic wire transfer. A lot of Africans have to leave their home countries to find work and be able to support their friends and families and communities. Mm -hmm. um, and transferring money back is anywhere from 95 to 20%. It take up to 36 hours. And this is all electronic. Right. I mean, if it costs you 20 bucks to send an email, they right. can get there until 36 hours later. Right. Um, so I think it's really cool because guys like him are, are now able to create their own solutions and push these big entrenched players out. Yeah, it's um, great. Yeah. It's great. Really level the playing field. Yeah, because really, how much in transactions fees is happening in all that digital, you know, transfer of money there? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. They've, they've just been ripping people off blindly for exactly. decades now. Exactly. Their time has come. Yeah, we figure, we're starting to figure it out, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, uh, uh this kind of went into your last, you know, answer to my last question, but, you know, how will crypto end world poverty? I mean, how is there a path to us trying to take a stab at ending world poverty through, through crypto? You know, that's, that's a big question. I think one of the biggest ways that blockchain addresses that is we're, we're used to in the business space talking about B2B, business to business, and then B2C, business to consumer. I think what we're going to see is an emergence of a, a whole new category, which is C2C, direct consumer to consumer. Um, so I, I kind of give a crazy example. Let's say that you 
are better than anyone else on planet Earth at sending someone a message that says, sorry, we've decided to go with another candidate, right? And, and you love that, you hate everything else about your job, but like you are the best at that. Mm. In a blockchain world, you can just do that. And companies can outsource that function because there's no company on Earth that's a value add function for. Mm. So if they can outsource that to an expert and then that becomes you know all you do, all you focus on, yeah. it opens up all these new models where you don't have to work to an employer, you don't have to go to an office, office provide that service directly yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a big hurdle for some people to get there but if you can get data access and a sub thousand dollar laptop um you know pretty much anywhere on planet earth you you can make a go of it and i think that's a really exciting thing yeah yeah it is it's amazing um all right let's see so kind of wrap this up with the final question i usually do three questions in these because any more than my brain starts to hurt so i know my (laughs) listeners brain starts to hurt too um so Chris, you know, what would be one piece of advice that you would give um, for somebody to get involved with blockchain right now? Somebody who's curious, what's the best advice to get for them to start? I, you know what I would say is if if you're interested in it, um, figure out, I, I always ask people who are looking to get into the space, is this a, a change for you? So are you looking to start a new chapter in your life or are you looking to take all the skills and experience and uh, you already have in your field and apply it to blockchain? That's, that's kind of the first uh, question I try and get people to come or answer I try and get people to come to. Um, I, I guess the second piece of advice is I hear a lot of people who are really into blockchain and really pumped, uh, but they just talk about, man, there's no way I could learn to to code, I don't understand tech, I'm not a geek. Um, And it literally has never been easier to become a programmer. There are just so many great resources out there. Um, So just don't don't get caught up in your own mental model of what you think you're capable of or what anybody else thinks you're capable of. If you're pumped about it, just go for it. Absolutely. And with that, I'm just going to leave that right there. I want to say thanks to all my listeners for listening today. Chris Bennett here, the Blockchain Beer Guy. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. The Blockchain Podcast is brought to you in association with the Empire Block Stars, the Inland Empire's number one blockchain and cryptocurrency social networking group. We would also like to thank the following sponsors. Glassit.io. The world's first and last immutably immortal digital tokens of authenticity designed for creators, collectors, and appraisers. The California Blockchain Academy, an organization dedicated to community education and re-education of unemployed technical workers. You can learn more about our sponsors and how to attend the Empire Blockstars meetup at www.blockchainpodcast.com.